is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Jason Tam, and we cover it all from early inspirations and mentors to present day and what keeps him moving forward. So I hope you enjoy this part one of my conversation with Jason Tam. Keep on keeping on. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Jason Tam. Jason, thank you for joining me today. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Um, you were amazing, and I'll use that word, in Fairy Cakes. I was there opening night. Fantastic. I'm so glad I finally, and that's the first time I've gotten to see you perform live. Of course, oh, wow. I've seen every little step, you know, that documentary of Chorus Line and, and all of these other shows, and I won't make you recount the whole resume, but before we get to all of that, <laughs> what were your entertainment dreams growing up in Hawaii? Oh, gosh. Um, well, uh, my entertainment dreams. I <clears throat> I started out doing um, church theater. And so doing like the musical version of um, of the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It's called Hot in the Furnace or, you know, uh, things about the um, the B-gaps. It's like it's it's just wild. So that's how I got my my start and it was just fun I honestly didn't have like big aspirations at that point in my life it was just something that I knew I connected with something that made the world feel more alive than it did when I wasn't doing it mm -hmm. um it's like it's like that movie did you see that movie soul I think it's a Pixar film yes. and yes. there's just you're born with these things that just spark you from the inside and I could tell from from the first second that that was my spark yeah it's a need um, but I guess <laughs> I can tell a it's need. a need yeah. yeah I I I did um you know do my homework to a bunch of um uh Broadway albums I mean I could sing all of Rent from from the first the entire thing on my own um i just knew every single word of it um and i listened what what were some other ones um into the woods i really liked uh uh a little night music it's like a real kind of mix i suppose um so i did listen to broadway albums and i did i suppose in the back of my head dream of being on broadway um but it wasn't it wasn't this like burning like goal that i was going after Okay. It really was just, uh, I was following my joy and, and, and doing something because I loved it. Was there a moment, like a defining moment where you were like, this is it, this is it, I'm going to do this? Or was it just, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, there was, it's a great question. There was, um, I was also super into different kinds of sciences, like marine biology and astronomy. And, um, ever since I learned what, that a black hole is a thing that like exists, that, that, that physics causes to exist in our world and the mystery of that i was like what is this craziness that we're all living in i have to know more about it and that got me more into astronomy and we had an astronomer come to our school and um and give a talk about what it was like to you know the, the daily life of being an astronomer and that's when i realized that i loved the idea of being an astronomer more than the actual reality of being an astronomer i thought it was going to be like you get to be in a in a in a um, you know, look in a giant telescope the entire time. But really, that's like one weekend out of the entire year, if you're lucky. Right. It's really competitive, um, <laughs> almost almost more competitive than the entertainment industry, which says a lot. Uh, and um, and so that's when I was like, yeah, the, the only other thing that 
is going to bring me joy at this point in my life because things change um what was doing theater and i was like this is it yeah. so i i would say about junior year of high school is when when that solidified for me and what did your what did your family teach you about work ethic um well they taught me a lot um but i feel like it was a lot of indirect stuff i mean my i always observed my dad um caring for things a little bit every day and i feel like that kind of instilled in me a work ethic of doing a little bit every day um maintenance i suppose like everyday maintenance um whether that was like brushing your teeth or like caring for you know your car and wiping it down and and um sure. uh making sure your tools were clean and um uh so there's that and then and then i think I, I I really liked observing the way that my mom moved through the world. I feel like she moved through the world with a lot of um, patience and grace. And, and even, you know, when she was uh, 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 flustered on the inside, not really letting that um, get to the people around her, that was, and, and so I like to try to bring that into my workspace because mm -hmm. creating art is really, stressful or it can be you know you're you're collaborating with all these different personalities these different egos these different and you're and you're all very passionate about what you're doing um and it can be tense and but it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be mean it, you you can have tension without any kind of um um without without bringing anybody down you can be yes. tense, but also still lift people up around you. And so that's what I try to bring into um, stressful tech processes. <laughs> is that is that an active self-talk or are you just that's I mean, at this point, that's just a way of being, you know, there's never um, it, it's both. It's a practice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like the more I practice at it. It, the the easier it becomes to deal with my own my own uh, I don't know uh, personal freakout moments in a healthy way okay. and and um, process them either on my own or talk with a trusted friend about it and try to get some clarity and help have them untangle what I'm feeling. Um, but it's a practice. And so there is a certain amount of like intention that you have to have when you, when I walk into those spaces of, mm -hmm. of, um, of calming myself and, and, and realizing that, that, um, a sense of panic isn't, is, is while maybe being, um, uh, you know, <laughs> understandable, isn't going to help anything. <laughs> you know well said like freaking out isn't going to help me do that quick change any quicker it's like nope. yeah that yeah it doesn't yeah yes are there um do you have mentors that and any standout lessons from them i feel like every teacher that i've had um has been an amazing mentor um it's really it's truly hard for me to pick because i mm. feel like uh, it's it's sort of along the same question of like um you know who is your idol or who who would you want to spend one day with you know if you could sure. 
And uh, this is, I don't know, maybe like a cop-out answer, but I feel like I don't, I don't, um, I don't idolize. I don't like pedestalize anybody in that way. I feel like everybody around me has really amazing lessons to teach um, and really amazing things for me to learn from either, mm. either to be like, oh yeah, I want to be more like that. Or like, oh yeah, maybe I won't act like that in that situation. Um, and I feel like there are heroic things that everybody does you know I mean like I'm interested in the person that I don't know yet that the stranger that's walking down the street that uh I mean oh my god the other day I was on the subway and I saw this nurse um there was a man he was pretty clearly either on heroin or some really kind of heavy drugs but he wasn't he was on the subway riding with all of us and he wasn't um being uh, belligerent or mean or anything, but he was just in a different place, but he was hungry and he was asking people for food. And there was this nurse, I could tell she wasn't wealthy. She was just at the tail end of a really long day. She had a bag of McDonald's and, you know, she dug through it and found, you know, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you these French fries. These are actually for somebody else, but like, you like these, these pies. And she gave him his pie. And I just, well, like, that's heroic to me. I want to know more about her. I want her to be celebrated. Um, so that's my non-answer to that question. But I, I did, I do going back, I do have uh, just an incredible, I went to NYU undergrad and I have an incredible amount of teachers to be thankful for there. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, Mana Allen taught me a lot about storytelling um, through song, but storytelling in general. Um, and uh, uh, there, do you know an actress named Deborah Headwall? She's incredible. She's also a teacher. She teaches at Rutgers, but she also teaches an outside class. And I took her, her scene study class and it was uh, life-changing. It was amazing. Um, she really instilled in me a love of poetry and um, what else? And, and maybe it was just when I took her class, but um, the age that I was, I feel like teachers teach us things, but they don't always, they plant seeds, right? It doesn't always sink in to a, a, a place of depth and like true understanding until much later. Right. So I think I was in a place in life to let those lessons sink in, even lessons that I had learned or that I'd heard earlier, but that hadn't sunk in yet. Yeah. With, um, with doubts, right? And and a, a, a career in entertainment can be so up, down, left, right. There's no, yeah. there's no one path. How have you gotten better with your self-talk in regards to doubt or self-doubt? Sure, sure. Um, well, most of my self-doubt comes from uh, the audition process because as uh, actors, um, you don't get most of the things that you audition for, you know, statistically. And that can be challenging when um, all of those things kind of add up. And <clears throat> so the way that I try to remedy is that is by um, every audition that I have, I try to walk away with something, some kind of victory that is not attached to whether or not I book it. So um, I like to try to work on things, you know, I like to try to work on, um, you know, uh, uh, some kind of vocal technique thing or work on, 
like it can be even not about the scene itself, but about, I like to work on how I'm communicating with my reader and um, hmm. uh, being able to walk away being like, yeah, I, I did that thing that I was trying to work on. I worked on it and I got a little bit better at it. And that's not tied to my employment. Um, I guess, and there is also the, the other kind of self-doubt that kind of pops up um, in performance mode mm. where you're on stage and it's the, the imposter syndrome that I feel like artists sure. of everybody talks about. Oh, yeah. um, and, and uh, honestly, that's, that's another kind of practice where you're, you, you rec- I, I feel like I have to recognize that voice and be like, I know you. Okay, I acknowledge you. You're not, you're not helping me achieve what I want to achieve, though. And so I'm gonna have to like let you go for a little bit. And and thank you for being here, but like, you're not needed right now. And it's just it's continually trying to like, trying to to to, to tell my give myself the gift of that pep talk. Um, but but yeah, it's it's hard. Sure. I feel like yeah, it's it's a, it's a lifelong thing that we all have to deal with and i love that i love you like <laughs> i'm gonna have to let you go for a little bit you're not yeah you're not helping yeah me. yeah uh, thank you next yeah. <laughs> you've been listening to entertainment x the podcast you can follow entertainment x on instagram at underscore entertainment x underscore if you haven't yet go to apple podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.